welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> Everybody to episode 103 of Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Jesus, 103. You gonna do the blah voice? What the fuck? I, I see. I was so thrown off by the fact that we're at 103 that it took me a moment to to get the count out of the out of the coffin. He's still blah. 103. That is how many times I have fallen asleep over the past day because I am old count blah. You know, for fun go on like something like Tinder and set the age range to 103 and see what you can find. You would be surprised how many freaks are out there. They like the count. Blah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So everybody, this is a very, very cool special episode because we have two special guests, Craig and another Michael from Zolo World Toys. Um, In these past few weeks that we were off on our break for Halloween, uh, it came onto my radar that they're making some Night of Living Dead action figures, and I'm ashamed that it took me so long to find out about it because I was following the wrong groups on Facebook and things like that. But I got a hold of Craig and asked him if he wanted to come on. He was like, fuck yes. Um, so they're on right now. Say hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hey, what's going on? So let me get this dynamic right. Sure. Mike, Michael Zolotro. <laughs> Zola World is your baby, right? You're the the backbone that started making like the realms of the underworld. Um, you guys are sort of specializing in the I don't want to call him knockoff He-Man, but like the He-Man Buck body action figure space. It's not really the He-Man action figure space. It was the old Remco action figures back in the 1980s, where there was a you know there was you could tell the body styles apart. One was gigantic, like it was one was much bigger than the other. Um, and that obviously the Remco's were bigger than the He-Man figures. Yeah. Um, and you know, back then they were kind of made not so great, uh, you know, with the pieces and everything else, very light, but, uh, we've, you know, copyrighted every, you know, copyrighted our characters and body style and trademarked all of our stuff and kind of got this back in, um, brought it back basically in, um, 2012. And from then, you know, we made it interchangeable, you know, did a, I don't know, like 160 something figures now to the line. So it's, it's a lot. There's a whole lot of them. Um, um, but, yeah. You also specialize in the cases. Uh, yes, you the guys, yeah, we, were, you, you were the originators of the action figure cases, uh, in particular for Masters of the Universe. I know you guys are copied a lot. Um, but you're the ones that invented it. And as a like mint on box collector, somebody who likes to get these, keep them on the wall. If you don't know Zolo world, you know, some sort of imitation of their work, um, for the snap cases. And they're awesome. 
Thank you. No, thank you for that. Yeah, we started doing it back in 2008. Uh, we're celebrating 16 years of making protective cases. And uh, the Masters cases actually was the very first case that we designed 16 years ago. So uh, we just uh, brought out a brand new version of it, which is a form fit version of that particular case. Uh, just in just kind of as an answer to all the ripoffs that are out there of our stuff. Like we wanted to go ahead and kind of like flex a little bit and show that we're not going anywhere. We're also innovating more stuff. Uh, we have a lot more cases planned. Uh, so yeah, we have, we have a lot more stuff planned for, for our evolution, I should say to the next, um, stuff that we're doing. Uh, it was about time. Um, you know, our whole thing has been, uh doing stuff that is formed around specific action figures and now we're kind of like you know leaning real hard into that now so a lot of the things that we're doing you know as a matter of fact next week we're going to be shipping out our teenage mutant ninja turtle cases uh that just um we're doing these locally here in in the united states about 40 minutes from my uh from my warehouse here um in pennsylvania so we're gonna have those we have uh you know the toxic crusader case is coming there's a silver hawk case craig yeah, <laughs> and uh, sorry, my thunder- fault <laughs> no and uh, <laughs> a thundercat case um coming as well and then we have a whole array of stuff planned a whole lot of designs i uh i engineer and design a lot of well all the cases pretty much um and a lot of the you know and i have a, a team of great people that are able to take those those drawings and turn them into uh you know files to cut steel with so it's it's really really impressive uh that's really freaking cool yeah Yeah. and i i I also chime in and say well i am mostly an opener i i do have a few of the uh the the star wars Zola world cases Oh yeah, yeah. We we have a um we have a whole thing of uh, loose cases coming now too. So uh, yeah, there there it's going to be awesome. I mean, one of the things that I've always wanted to do since I started this company is I don't want to do the same things that everybody else is doing. And it when you realize that you start innovating things, you become the person that everybody else copies, and you become competing with your own stuff, saying I don't want to do the things that everybody else is doing, even though they're doing my stuff. You know. <laughs> So you got to compete with yourself in a way and you're constantly doing that. And it, it's kind of crazy. It's a crazy feeling. The, the, the great thing about owning the copyrights and the trademarks of toys is that's not likely to happen so easily, you know, and there are people that don't understand the legal ends of it. And you have to kind of say, Hey, look, you can't, can't do this, you know, or not me, but usually like my attorney would usually reach out to them or I, you know, if I have to, then it'll be one thing. I just don't have time for it. But, uh, there, you know, that's the one thing about doing toys over the protective cases that, you know, it, it's different, you know, and you don't have to really deal with so much of the, the craziness, but there's, there's always a new person hopping up over a fence or falling out of the ceiling. And next thing you know, it's like, did you see this? Did you see that? You know, this protective case. And it's like, Oh, great. You know, another one. <laughs> yep. So you get numb um, to it. Hold that thought, Mike. I'm going to hop over to Craig, then I'm going to come back to you and just dive deep. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. No, Craig, I just want to introduce you. You are the other fellow toy collector and horror fan. Yes. It's kind of spearheaded getting Night of Living Dead action <clears throat> figures. Yeah, uh, I'm doing uh, a lot of the the art direction on it and uh, just coming up with like a lot of concepts. Like To be honest with you, this is 
not even like a new thing for me. Uh, when I was like 15, like I really got into the horror genre. Like, I mean, I always did since I'm a little kid, but like, this was like, and I'm sure for you guys too, <clears throat> this was like a dream line. So when I was a kid sitting in a video store, like with my friends and, you know, reading the back of the covers and stuff, we'd, we'd actually sit there and be like, Oh, it would be really cool if XYZ had a toy line. And, you know, uh, it became like second nature to pick and choose like what, uh, accessories would come with certain figures or like what a toy would look like and th this is not even like you know i'm sitting here sketching out ideas this is just all pre-planned from 25 years ago and it's finally happening because you know mike actually took a leap of faith with it and the response has been phenomenal so well like man. well also yeah they look fucking amazing yeah so thank you, thank you so much it's like that one cool. of the last evergreen properties yeah. is the Romero stuff. And we know that it's like a legal boondoggle with everything. Correct. Um, but Night of Living Dead has been obtainable, but for whatever reason, nobody's ever approached it. They have, you know, they've dipped their toe in and you get like a Bill Hintzman, uh one right. six scale. Um, you know, it's never been enough. There's never been a commitment to like, we're going to go all out. We're going to give you a play set. We're going to give you the figures. Um, the last thing that came out that comes to mind is... Uh, Fred Rags made some collectible minifigures. Correct. And a lunchbox. But it was like, you know, they, they're they working with... Uh, Josh, who's the guys that did um, Psycho Gorman? Oh, oh Plastic Meatball. Meatball. Yeah, Plastic Meatball. They're doing the Halloween stuff through them. And it's right. Like, going to right. do Not a Living Dead? No. And it's like, thank God you guys jumped on it because you're willing to go above and beyond. The um, the well, sorry to cut you off. The hilarity that you just mentioned with the um, the the Fright Rags figures was actually I I was working with Image Ten on some other projects at the time, and I had got um, the the Fright Rags figures. Or, the, I think they're called Nano Force. Yeah, the Nano Force figures. Yeah. And I just said to the guys over at Image Ten, like you know the original owners, I was like, Hey, do you guys want me to shoot you a toy commercial? Like I, they're like, Oh, would you do that? So I actually shot a. a, a a very faithful recreation of it's all it's on my instagram um i shot a very faithful recreation of the whole film with a toy commercial in condensed within one minute and um at the very end like i'm obviously doing all the voices in jest because you know i'm i sound nothing like <laughs> no how do you sound like judith ridley like you know right, I, she, yeah. I thought she was gonna kill me when i saw her because i'm like my jacket's caught so she's like no <laughs> <laughs> so I actually I, I, I called Kyra up because um, I'm friends with Kyra in real life. And I said, like, hey, would you do me a solid? And she's like, yeah, what's up? And I'm like, I know this is asking a lot here. I said, but, you know, I, I got nervous. Yeah. Like, how do you ask an icon to do to reprise their role? And she did it. And she actually revoiced Karen Cooper. And as I'm moving the figure along, she actually changed the line and read my dialogue. It's. Uh, I hurt and now you're going to hurt too. And it's like, uh Oh, Karen's stabbing Helen to death with it. You know, it's, it's, but it was just so cool to hear her like get like a raw file and yeah, it, like you hear her go right. Back. Okay. And her I was voice gonna, never changed. It's man, incredible. I was, I was hoping that I could go the whole podcast without us going into stories, but <laughs> Kyra Scone. So, you know, her yeah, is one of the coolest fucking people. So let me, let me share you my Kyra story. She probably doesn't even remember me, which is a testament to her. I don't know where I'm going in this. So late 90s, I am a senior in high school and I'm a 
about to fail. Like I had spent the bulk of my senior year just not there, just being a delinquent. I'm with you. And in English class, my English teacher's like, you got to hit a home run on uh, your your senior thesis, this big project that they wanted everybody to do, or I'm going to flunk you and either have to do summer school or you're just you're coming back next year. And I was big on the Savini.com message boards right. and Cairo would hang around there. Yep. And I was like, OK, I, I got this idea that I was going to do uh, a paper on like the importance of Night of Living Dead. I don't know what the hell this I thought this would be a good idea for English class. But I went with it and I said, I just sent Kyra a message because she had her own website. Sure. And I was like, could I interview you? Just hoping like maybe something right. would come from it. She's like, totally. So she let me interview you, like send her. We did back and forth questions via chat and email. That's incredible. So I had a paper trail and then I gave that to my English professor. And she was like, really? Because she had seen Not a Living Dead. Like she was of, of that age. And I was like, Yeah. So I was like, there you go. And I got an A plus. And it's the only thing that kept me from flunking and being like a super senior, being like one of those guys that never leaves high school. I am. Uh, I, did you ever tell her you got an A from it? Well, the funny thing was, is I went to I, I had that John Russo story that I told you. Uh, I took all my money from graduation, like graduation parties and people saying thank you. And here's 20 bucks. Right. Saved all my cash, bought a plane ticket, flew to Monroeville for the Monster Bash convention that had Kyra, Tom Savini, John Russo, the blob, like what was left of the blob in a canister. Yep. Uh, the surviving the stuntman who played uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Forrest Ackerman. Yes. And I went there, just this like giddy horror kid. And I was like, Kyra, I passed. I, you know, I, I graduated. She was super cool. She's just like, oh my God, wow, thanks. But then I got the feeling that I was being like a super fan nerd. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get out of here. Like, I don't want to be up her ass the whole time. <laughs> but, like, I literally graduated, took money that I probably should have took and got a car or something. But blew it all at a horror movie convention with John Russo convincing me I had to buy his VHS tapes and all of his paperbacks. <laughs> and, um, but you know awesome. what? A car would have only lasted you a few years. You have a story that will actually last a lifetime. So, And I, I still have my VHS Ooh. copy of Galactic Gigolo. John Russo <laughs> and Santa Claus on VHS. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, put that on eBay. See what you get. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, so we're really excited about Night of Living Dead. He actually figures, I'm going to come back to that because I sure. have in front of me, uh, I ordered a Realm of the Underworld, Amon Dark. He kind of reminded me of, I had a lot of the Remco and the knockoffs and the knockoffs and the knockoffs of those Remco toys when I was a kid. Because my parents were the, the kind of people that, like, I'd ask for G.I. Joe's, i get the core. Oh, I'd, I'd ask for Lego, i get, like, Tyco. Duplo. And, Duplo, yeah. And I asked for He-Man, and i get the Remco guys. <laughs> but I actually ended up loving them. Yeah. Because they had no story. I didn't have a cartoon to tell me this is what Ram Man does. I had whatever Baltar was doing in my imagination, that's what I had his adventures for. Um, and, like, I had the Remco wrestlers. Uh Later on in life, I got my hands on a set of the Realm of the Underworld guys. Um, just stuff that's like, they're so unappreciated. So thank God you guys are making them. But I am going to open up them on dark. I have to say that your shipping is impeccable. Uh, thank, you. thank you for the foam because uh, packages in my neighborhood get knocked around. I'm an opener. I have to play with this. Oh, man. The vinyl cape feels awesome. 
um i love the taskmaster colors i have to right off the bat i want to do the pop and swap on these <laughs> uh so yep yeah the uh uh the depending on did you get wave four or did you get okay so you have aim and dark but the the ones that you uh uh that you have now in your collection do you have wave four also or do you have the uh the wave three stuff or wave one i have i picked up i'm looking at the back here i don't have sir bones sir so, bones is not out yet he's uh, not out yet um i grabbed hercules and I grabbed some of the Frazetta stuff because I love fire and ice. Fantastic. Uh, I have one of the versions of Necris. Uh, but yeah, so those um, those parts do swap. Um, the head on Necris, if you look to here, can actually come off. And you yeah. can interchange that here with, uh, like, there's a PowerCon exclusive that we had, um, the Elemental Force version. Um, there's a mini comic, well, there's a comic book coming out, an actual full-scale comic book other than the mini. And it's going to tell the story of uh, Necris and Slayer and where that that story goes. Uh, Mike Grell did the cover of the book. Um, Mike Grell was the uh, warlord. He created the warlord, uh, which was Remco. If you could remember, Remco did the warlord, screwed him yep. over, never got paid for it. Um, so we wanted to basically have, you know, that nostalgic nod in in, you know, the series. So Necris. And Eamon Dark, uh, and any of those characters, that's Mike Grell's art that you see in the background. It's I think it's Warlord Twenty Nine is the pose of Slayer. If you look, so if you if you hold up uh, Warlord Twenty Nine, which was yep. like nineteen seventy three or seventy four, it's the exact pose. He just changed like a couple of the, I think changed like the the, the direction of the sword and the knife pretty much for it. But if you look at that, you could tell what they are. Yeah, and um. You know, obviously, the Grim the Executioner rearing up on a horse is a brand new, uh, you know, that that wasn't from a comic. But he actually made me kind of like want to push to have the humanoid version of Grim. I don't know if you've ever seen the Grim the Executioner figure. He's mm -hmm. sort of like the figure that you have, except he has like a burned up head and, you know, and, and there's a swappable version to his head, too. Um, but yeah, so you have you have both of those. Uh, I like to say that, like, if you're one of our listeners and you have everything Masters of the Universe, which is probably a pretty tall order, um, and you haven't, you know what Realm of the Underworld is. But if you haven't jumped on them yet, jump on them because these are fucking awesome. It's <laughs> classic Remco bodies. If you can't play with these, like, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. Uh, but, like, your skeleton bodies are, like, all the stuff that you've done is my personal favorite. Um, because I love that, like, Realm of the Underworld, um, that Skeleton Warriors, uh, Jesus Christ. I have dad brain. Um, what's the line where there's, like, a, there's, like, a Pancho Villa, there's, a, a Spartan, a cowboy, oh, they're all mean, skeletons. No, you're, you're talking about Pirates of the Galaxies. The Pirates no, of the Galaxies. Um, oh, you're talking about Skeleton uh, 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 Nightmare Warriors, but that's Nightmare not what Warriors, they're based yes. But, but that's yeah, not what they're like, based off of. I just like Skeleton Bodies. You, no, I get you. Have you no. ever seen the Pirates, the original Pirates of the Galaxies by Remco? Yes. And those, awesome. skeletons are, those skeletons are from there. Uh, I'm bringing up a picture now to throw on our visual guide for the episode. 
but they were great figures. It kind of got lost in the wash in the 80s. Um, I remember picking them up at Woolworth mm-hmm. uh, as a yeah. kid, which was like my go-to. Yep. That's like one of the greatest stores of all time. It's like stuff of legend. Yeah. Uh, there's stuff that I got that I still haven't figured out the name for it of just like random Woolworth toy. Um, but yeah, like ribs from Pirates of the Galaxy. I had him. Uh, lost See, lost I never, his cape and his weapon immediately. I never had the joy of going to, to Woolworths. I did, however, have the joy of going to Hills, which, yep. as anyone oh, okay. knows, is yeah. where the toys are. Hills, Hills Gold Circle, Caldor, Ames, and our favorite, Kmart. Oh, what about uh, Bradley's? Bradley's gets no love. Oh, man, has- I forgot about Bradley's. Everyone does. It was it was like such like the redheaded stepchild of, of those stories. But you know, see now this is this is uh, any of the old Remco figures I had, which I I had a few, but um, I got them towards the the tail end of my Motu phase as a kid. Oh yeah. And at the tail end of my Motu phase, my dad forced me to sell all my Motu because oh, oh. I wasn't allowed to have two collections. It was Motu or TMNT. Um. But regardless, uh, I got my my Remco figures at a little place called McCrory's. Oh, yeah. Which I had a feeling Mike would know. Yep, because I got mine there, too. Okay. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, I I got at least at least one at the one in Lewiston, but I I got two or three at the one in the uh, the Summit Park Mall. Yep, that's where I went. So. Mike, I'm going to ask you about some of the catalog products that you guys have available now. But a lot of your stuff sells out, and then it's gone. And yep. you guys move on to the next thing. But I know you've got Monster Man, which is another one of those, like, Woolworth properties in, the like, the Zolo World body style. But then you guys have Frazetta's Death Dealer, which is awesome. If you've ever – if you're a kid in the 80s and you always wanted him uh, on that, like, Remco buck – um, you guys also have, uh, the flexors and you've got the flesh eaters, which I think are really cool. If you've ever watched fire and ice, uh, you know exactly what, it, what they are. And, um, they're super cool. Are they your real biggest? quick, just to, yeah. just to, uh, Correct uh the, me, please. The, the flesh eaters are from all the characters that you're seeing in Frazetta are from the paintings that you're, that you're talking about. They're not from the fire and ice like movie they're they're the, they're actually from the frazetta paintings that's paying okay. homage that's why you see three heads to the characters that's why you see like the if you look on the card the painting of the character of both of those you can actually you know swap those heads around and we just happen to have other heads in the package that swaps with those uh, uh that you know takes a little bit of creative liberty to you know to go with those and the same thing goes for the jungle lord and and there's other characters, so just want to straighten that out real quick. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. You were saying? No, I, thank you for that. Um, Jungle Lord's uh, lion pelt over his shoulders, kind of very reminiscent of the older Conan mm-hmm. uh, figures from Remco back in the day, which uh, were also awesome. Um, you guys are great with doing like skew refreshes for these. Lots of cool exclusives. Um, you're big at PowerCon. You guys do exclusives to your ZoloCon in Pennsylvania, right? Uh, yes. Great, great product. And like I said, I'm holding uh, right now a Mondark, and he's awesome. 
So get them. If, especially if you have a soft spot for skull heads on anything <laughs> like I do, uh, it's totally worth it. The best part with those toy lines is like, honestly, if you're a customizer, like you can just, even if you have like minimum customizing, you could just sit there, pull them apart and then like make all these like weird creations. Like sometimes if I'm bored, I'm just sitting here making stuff. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So and you can from ZolaWorld.com, you can get parts too. Correct. Which, mm-hmm. yeah. When I went to order, originally that's what I was going to do. I was going to piece together a guy, but there's not enough for a complete body that we're, I like. We're so I was expanding like, that. Yeah, we're, we're um, expanding all that too. We're in the process of it. If you guys could become like the Lego st- store of just loose parts, that would be the coolest ever. Where I could just go on like I need an arm, a leg, a skull head, and a sword. Mm-hmm. Oh, chef's kiss. Uh, also, I got a lot of great extras with the figures. So the, yes, there's a mini comic. There mm-hmm. is the catalog that comes with your products and trading cards, which I'm a sucker for any kind of extras I get when I order a product, even if it's like stickers. Give me something yeah. uh, a uh, little special. And you guys want above and beyond, man. This is awesome. That's an expo guide. Uh, that's one of our expo guides. When you come to ZoloCon, if you open that up, that shows you the floor plan. That'll show you like, you know, the, the figure exclusive for the show, uh, a lot of our sponsors and affiliates. And then it gives you uh, some insight on the stuff that we do inside that uh, that guide. But yes, we will have full scale catalogs again. We had in the past, but our products change so much that uh, and, and it's so extensive that we're constantly uh, having to upgrade that and then the coming soon stuff and the pre-order stuff it just just always uh there's always things there's always things in that juggle when is your next convention uh february uh it's coming up in february 23rd through the 25th is there going to be a theme to it or is just every ZoloCon's kind of the same thing no ZoloCon is it, it's a zolo world branded show like it's zolo world's basic uh like like our artists come there, all of our artists, well, most of our artists are there. Anybody that's worked on any of the realm, the underworld toy lines, uh, you know, we bring in like other toy companies like the four horsemen and NECA, uh, Mego, uh, Formo toys will be there. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a whole lot, there's a whole lot of uh, people. And then we have a few guests that we're working on, like that, that has been, that, that works basically, or has worked for the, uh, for the line of toys and we have a, a banger coming for this one and it's kind of like you know hasn't done anything for us yet but we're definitely in the works of doing something and i think uh people are gonna lose their minds um if you're if you're into comics and into comic art um people will be pretty impressed with this and plus we're uh we have uh, a, an exclusive this year and it's going to be absolutely bonkers like i'm positive people that collect um and actually what's crazy is this weekend is going to be the drop of the figure. Like they're literally going to be announcing it. We're licensing, we're doing a licensing agreement with, uh, uh, with a company and they're literally dropping a hint or a teaser of the actual figure. Uh, yeah. At their, at the show this weekend. So it's going to be pretty, uh, pretty wild. And some of those, those wave two legends of dragon lore figures look insane. Yeah, the Legend of Dragon War is like looking really good. Uh, real quick, uh, those guys, Formo, they're we basically. Uh, I'm working with those guys directly. Like I, uh, they're in my factory. Like Josh and Emiliano, they're good friends of mine. So I, they came to me, and I was like, well, let me see if I can help you. And I've been uh, helping them out with uh, with that with that line. So yeah, it's been it's been good. Like I, uh, there's a lot of future stuff that's coming. I think that people are going to go again. 
kind of crazy over. And if you look uh, at the quality, you'll see the quality of Realm of the Underworld, and you look at their quality, and you're going to go, "Wow, that's it's it's good quality stuff." They're they're you know the factory that I've used is basically um, I've known my factory for a very long time. They're basically family, so it's uh, it's pretty cool. That's really awesome. That's uh, that, to be able yeah. to have that long-standing relationship. Now, mm-hmm. I don't want to say the exclusive is licensed to the dis- different strokes TV show. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. <laughs> but it absolutely about- is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> there are a few properties out there. Col- that- it's Gary Coleman completely swappable. Like, yeah, just <laughs> build your own Gary Coleman action yeah. figure. Listen, I don't want to try and drop any hints for a future future exclusive, but I'm just going to use the phrase "be there" or "be Arthur." Impressive. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I um, would like a. I personally would like a glow in the dark Mister Drummond, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he glowing? Have a lantern. It doesn't make no sense. Yeah, put it and give him a gun. I was just about to say a revolver, a thirty-eight revolver, a thirty-eight special. <laughs> what the hell? It makes no sense. It's whatsoever. from a band episode only found in like Singapore. Just come up with a whole fake backstory about this, like this forbidden episode. It's like a lost episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> it's like the lost episode of Different Strokes. It would be the maid though that would have the gun. Yeah. Oh. Oh. oh yeah. Wait. Wasn't she? She was from uh, the Facts of Life too, right? Yeah. Oh no. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh my God, Mrs. Garrett. Mrs. Garrett. That's right, Mrs. Garrett with, you know, with a shotgun. Has, yes. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna have Ben's shotgun from Night of the Living Dead. There you go. We'd have I to. Mean, we'd I'd have, buy it. You know so what? Fuck, I would too. Why not? <laughs> we're, we're actually you, doing. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's now you guys got me thinking. Remember when Migo just released the Facts of Life figures? And they yes. did them all except one. They left the one girl out. It was so messed up. Mm-hmm. It was messed up. I remember that. Uh, what I was saying was um, we're actually doing another exclusive. Uh, we're working on it right now for ZoloCon. It's the uh, – because, you know, we're doing three and three-quarter inch, you know, obviously with Night of the Living Dead. But one of the things we're working on is doing a Private Ham action figure. Private Ham was the, uh, the ape astronaut. That went in outer space, you know, like the whole the whole nine. The very first astronaut in space, actually, Ham and Sam, right? I think we're the yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's awesome. So uh, we're we're actually doing the the private Ham action figure for uh, for ZoloCon, and uh, yeah, so he's uh, the, so we're gonna have that as like the the VIP thing eventually once we get this uh, uh this moving. But we're that's the first thing we're working on before you see the Night of Living Dead stuff. So that'll be the first stuff. <laughs> uh, with those, and then we're actually working on um, Night of the Living Dead. We're doing a Pirates of the Evil Seas. I don't know if you remember that series back in the day. Uh, oh, of, uh, yeah, so they're going to be three and three quarter inch uh, pirates that are, uh, as you know, the retro reverse system that we're using yep. for the figures. So, uh, the, like all the parts are swappable, so you'll be able to have like a, uh, you know, there's we're working on a five a five figure set to that then we're gonna have like three and three quarter inch we're, we're shooting for realm of the underworld and the warrior beasts so we'll have those as well um so we're not leaving 5.5 in any means it's just that we're wanting to kind of expand all this and you have different scales i've always i've always wanted to do three and three quarter inch like i've 
played with 12. We've been in the 12 inch uh, world. We've been in the 5.5 world. We've been in the seven inch bendy world and plush world. And one of the things I've always said to, to tie it all together is three and three quarter. But again, we just didn't want to do the same things that everybody else is doing. We want to do something with a new spin and retro reverse is it. Um, it's a, it's a fun concept. It gives you the swappability of going from a retro figure, you know, your five part, uh, five points of articulation to a 14 points of articulation figure without you know when you swap the limbs out so now you have articulated or not articulated depending on what you want in your shelf so let me sell this up a little bit for our listeners because they all think alike you can have a vintage five points of articulation star wars style clash of the titans style reaction style figure or right. if you've been fantasizing about this moment your entire life and you don't want to use your homemade zombie G.I. Joes and Karen Coopers and Ben's anymore, you have the ability to pop their arms and legs off and give them that additional articulation to make them playable, right. to make them customizable, uh, so you can actually have fun with them. Also, they, if you've got the money, it gives you incentive to buy multiple sets. Uh, you're going to keep it on card, you're going to put it on display, and you're going to play with it. Uh, mm-hmm. and do the pop and swap. And it's fucking awesome that finally somebody's done that. Um, so you go from the neck articulation, the shoulder articulation, and the hip articulation to shoulder articulation, elbow articulation, wrist articulation, knee articulation, ankle articulation. And uh, removable hands. I, I think at the yep. waist, right? Yeah, yeah, at the waist. Um, and waist, yep. To give you the whole gamut of playability, uh, and it's it's really awesome. Um, like you said, you have uh, the flexor space that you've been in, uh, really good bendies. Which some you always had these as a kid. You may not have realized what you had uh, back in the eighties. You might have thought like I have a bendy He-Man, not realizing that it was a separate line unto itself. Um, I always thought they were really cool, and that's cool that you guys are still doing them. Um, but let me bounce over to Night of Living Dead. So, do you guys have a definitive launch date? Let me ask you right off the bat. Or is it still kind of in in flux? Ideally, we want to start opening up. Um, <clears throat> we're kind of like retweaking a few things uh, right now to make them even better than they are. Like the the response has been stupidly amazing. Um, but with Mike and you know myself, could always just keep going. Like with any art project, you're never done you're never done painting uh until you know people expect product in their hand but while we have this this last few moments of like hey let's make this even cooler we're designing this in a way that is not only just the retro reverse system it's we're thinking of like down the road how could people even kind of custom like make it easier to customize their own figures with parts like let's say just for argument's sake, let's say we don't get to zombie number Z or, or number Z. That's not a number. That's uh, a letter. Uh, the 25,000th zombie out there. Okay, fine. Now people can actually like have the parts available and say like, hey, I'm just going to build this myself. That's how we're kind of looking at it. Like we, This is not even just like a figure line to, to, to me especially. And, and, and Mike's been so, so cool about like letting me just kind of go a little overboard with it where it's like, I want everybody like, you know, I want the the shit that 
when I was a kid, I, I would sit there like making, um, you know, like sculpty and, and making these horrible toys that I, I had no sculpting talent at the time. You know, I want to see like factory produced ones. So if, if God forbid we didn't get to that, you know, I'm sure there's a hundred other people out there that, that like the same things that we do um, and make it easy for them to get those figures in hand by just snapping some parts, you know, together themselves. So, like, if you guys didn't get to the John Russo cameo zombie <laughs> that can't keep his eyes closed, um, I could make my own. Correct. Um, but I fully expect, like, your your first wave is six figures. Correct. And if you haven't announced them yet, all you guys have to do is kind of explore your social media presence, and you can figure out who you're getting. You're getting Barbara, Johnny, yes. Ben, which looks awesome, by the way. The yeah. Bill Hensman Cemetery Ghoul, Kyra, and the Hospital Girl Correct. Ghoul, which uh, if you needed like the the most iconic six characters, sure. I think that's it. So like there, if nothing else comes out, you guys got you know right the A, the a players are getting figures. Uh, but uh, something else you didn't mention is you're gonna have fabric clothing. Yeah, which is is kind of I mean it's not. A, a first in the world but it's it's a first on this kind of buck where not you know like th there's certainly been fabric jackets before in, in three and three quarter but never like the amount of detail like with these full-blown outfits um where applicable um it, it's it's insane because like when we were doing the retro reverse system i mean that that's mike's baby like that that was something he came up with and then like you know, I'm sitting there sketching out some plastic clothes. He's like, no, 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 we're doing fabric. And I was like, yes. Like, I was sold on it, you know, because, like, with a character like the hospital gown ghoul, um, if you put a plastic outfit on it, okay, like, great. But, like, when you have that, like, fabric, it, it just, it looks incredible. Um, but not every character is obviously, like, you know, going to have fabric where needed. But, um you know, like Ben doesn't need a fabric uh, item yet. Like, no. yeah, we can put a cardigan with him, but he wore that for like two seconds. It's not needed. But where it is, you guys are doing it. It's kind of like, it's great that you guys are doing, you're going above and beyond with your quality. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm holding uh, a Zolo World figure here right now, and it's insane how sturdy these are. But you guys, you know, the onus is on you to hit a home run because people are going to be skeptical if they've never ordered product from you guys before sure. that the quality might be shoddy, but you guys are going above and beyond even before the, anything is in hand and it's, it's showing you guys oh. are working with the actors where available. You guys are getting behind the scenes photos to get like the print on the fabric. Right. Exactly. Um, you're, you're doing this right. You're not making knockoff versions. You're not doing, uh, toys of the living dead no know, no you could but you didn't <clears throat> and that that's Which is great something else like you know i mean as, as a diehard night of the living dead, i'm not even gonna say like a a fan like a diehard fan there, there's been other attempts in the past where you know you had like the, the 12 inch and they only made two figures okay yeah. great what am i gonna do with those you know i i could i have bought them no because if if you just have two figures what did, that's not a collection to, to me. I mean, that's just my opinion. And then there was, uh, they did like a Amigo style doll, which sucked. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. The it's cool for what it was. And don't get me wrong. I have them. I bought them. I supported them because I wanted everybody. And like it to me, the, the looks didn't really matter. But then you were seeing things like little inaccuracies about like uh, if you look at some of them are like more black and white. Some of them were color. Uh, the, the dress patterns were wrong. The, the skin was like an olive green on the, the ghouls. And like, cool, but no, no, like it's not consistent. I, exactly. And if you're going to do a collection, do all of them the same style. So if they're all color, they're mm-hmm. all color. Don't correct mix and match. Now, my OCD brain's jumping around here, so bear with Please. me. I'm the same way. Go for it. You guys have, and you, you do it with the Zolo World stuff. With Night of Living Dead, there's a lot of potential for re-releasing the SKUs. So yes. you've mentioned if you guys go on their Facebook page, they're very easy to find. You can watch their live videos or on YouTube, actually. Um, Mike and Craig versus the past. You have live feeds where you guys talk about um, you're going to have limited numbers. So you're going to do a pre-order amount, anything that's left over. You're going to sell it individually. I don't imagine. I think you're going to sell it pretty quickly. But if you miss it, you have the potential uh, black and white character can come out in color. Yes. Uh, black and white character can come out in the horrible colorized black uh, and white color version. Right. For crazy people like me who would buy everything. Um, you guys could go the Remco glow-in-the-dark route with some of the carding for certain characters I, I think would look cool. But that's your sure. baby. But you have that potential to release these skews and really get your money out of the molds uh, before moving on to even more stuff in the property, which is awesome. Um, I hope you guys have that planned. We didn't want to like oversaturate it because like some people just do that right out the the bat. Um, It, yeah, obviously, yes, there is room for repaints or repacks down the road where you need them, but we want to keep it kind of like special. Like it's like, Hey, if you were there, like, it's like, if you go to a concert, like there's nothing like being there, you know, you can watch it on YouTube or something down the road. But like, if you were part of that initial out the, out the, you know, out the gate kind of thing, it's just going to be so much cooler. That's why, like we, we did change some things uh, for the release since our uh, pod, our video podcast. I don't even know what you'd call it. Um, Live. Our live feed. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what we're doing is if you order directly from Zoloworld.com, that's going to be the only way you're going to get the six figures. Okay. Uh, and then with that, you're going to get the farmhouse playset. So you're going to get, it's, it's like a trifold, uh, which we had, you know, painted up for us uh, using a million screen grabs, even down to finding out the actual original um, paintings that were hanging up in the farmhouse. Like it's so intricate. Um, and that was done by our artist, Jen. I mean, I drove this poor girl crazy. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, uh, the, the, the doily on top of the radio, it just moved that an inch or whatever, but like, you know, you still have to keep it toyetic if you will. Yeah. Um, so if you order through us, you're going to get obviously the six figures, you're going to get the farmhouse playset, and then you have a chance. Um, it's not a guarantee, but there's a chance we're doing a very, very, very limited run of these and we're inserting them randomly, completely randomly. There will be um, a special sticker. Uh, I don't don't know if we've said what it is yet. I I think we're holding back on that for like, you know, we just gotta get a few other things, but it is movie related what the sticker is for. Um, 
and those will be actually autographed by the cast. Oh man. So yeah, but it, it, it's not like a gimmicky autograph where it's just like signed by blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's a total in movie reference to the actor. And it's like, no one's ever done this before. That's kind of like why we're holding off. Cause Honestly, if 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 I see another company copy the, what we're doing, I'm gonna I'm gonna start throwing hands. <laughs> Man, you know? yeah, like, that's one of the reasons why we don't one... really give up every one of our cards because there's a lot of people that actually like will go, oh, there's a live feed with Zola World, we're gonna listen to this, and some like they pitch it to brass like not that long afterwards. Uh, a lot of our stuff usually turns up that way, so there's right. some things that we'll talk about. There's right. oh, wait, 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 I got some breaking news, guys. Todd McFarlane is releasing limited edition autographed oh, by Batman action figure. I heard he's on the line. But like I know like NECA just released um what is it? The Tom Atkins is Dr. Chalice from Halloween 3, which awesome. And he signed a few of them, which is awesome. That's nothing new. Like actors have always signed figures. You could bring them stuff. But we did it in a way where even if you go up to an actor at the show with a figure, yes, you can get it signed, but when you get the the chase one through us it's going to be unlike any other autograph like it is so i guess tongue-in-cheek from the film um and even the actors like when we brought them the 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 item already to sign they were like really i was like mm-hmm. and like they thought it was like awesome so so long as they're having fun with it i mean these guys have gone some of them have gone 55 years without an action figure that's insane like they're icons they're household names how Kyra Scone isn't all over Halloween every fucking year with Freddie and Jason right. is beyond me. Um, I, she deserves all of the merchandising royalties and then some for being like the poster child for arguably, in my opinion, the greatest horror movie ever made. Um, I, I'll you know, agree. Some people will say it's The Exorcist. Some people will say it's Halloween, whatever. Night of the Living Dead has always been my favorite. Um, it really is that that final bridge. And I, I was actually just talking to her about this. Because I, I said to her, I'm like, how does it feel to be like the last, you know, true classic icon? Like, Night of the Living Dead, you know, a lot of people don't realize this until I say it. So I, if I've awakened any of your audience, you know, awesome. It is the final movie. It is like that final bridge between classic horror and modern horror where it actually like reinvented everything, not just the zombie genre. It reinvented everything like, you know, we didn't really have like the slasher before then. Yeah, we had Psycho and stuff. But like, think about everything that came after Night. Yeah, it was it was, it was all because of that movie that turned the whole genre just on its head and they were getting away with some really sick stuff. Like, you know, they were obviously pushing the boundaries with horror since day one. Um, you have things like, you know, Nosferatu. I mean, oh my God, like that scared the hell out of me. I always say that Night of the Living Dead was George Romero kind of holding the audience's hand. Sure. And throwing them violently into the golden <laughs> age of horror. Exactly. Um, whether they liked it or not. And you kind of kick the door open for... John Carpenter, Toby Hooper, Wes Craven. Yes. Um, He's the pick. He's George Romero. Correct. Um, he never gets enough credit. He does and he doesn't. Uh, what do you guys, what are you doing in the way of carding for these figures? Are you going to have individual cards for the character? Or are you going to have one 
Night of the Living Dead specific card backer that's going to be shared across the SKUs? Um, it, well, it's one card back um, because we wanted to do it in a way where, um, I mean, you're, actually, you guys are the first ones we're discussing the card back with. So a little scoop right here. I'm a big, I love three and three quarter card backs. I have a yeah. wall just plastered with uh the remco glow style that everybody copies love now those. love those. um because i have a black light in my basement so i just put them on a wall and it, it lights up like one of those cheap mall golf courses <laughs> uh like a glow golf but it's just all my mm-hmm. glow and arc action figures but I, I love card back art love it we, we toy like i know Mike, mike's a huge fanatic with card back like everything that mike does has this like incredible eye-catching art and like Mike's walls are just littered with this beautiful artwork of, of all these like, comic artists and like icons who have made like custom pieces for him and his card backs. Um, so the, the card had to be special, obviously. Um, and I, Mike and I were actually going back and forth probably for Mike, what, probably like five months on, on wow. which direct. Uh, yeah. Well, you're ultimately the direction of it. I was just giving you input on who I thought would be pretty good. (laughs) I know what I would do with my stuff, but I'm like, okay, well, you can use this one. Here, take a look at these. Take a look at these. And you're like, oh. (laughs) We had a few ideas and and different ways to do it where it's like, do you do the Star Wars style of just like the individual picture? But then ultimately with something like Night of the Living Dead, I think that kind of hurts it. Where... If you don't know the movie, and, I, and who doesn't, but like, let's say a little kid was looking at these and they went like, who the hell is this guy? You know, you mm-hmm. want to kind of paint the picture of the film more than the actor because it's it, the movie as a whole is so iconic that it overtakes any actor or any dialogue or any music cue. It's, it's the presence of the film that well, wraps think- you up. What I, what I think is the, the, the direction that I, I usually go when any one of my cards or any of the things that I, that I do at Zola World, and you would see it, and we kind of wanted to keep this on brand as well, sure. was telling a story. You have right. the card tell a story in the artwork. So if you look at that card that you just opened up, um, you know, it's, if it's aiming dark, then you would probably be seeing, uh, you know, Slayer sitting on top of a mountain you know, posing on top of this mountain and you'll see that story in the mini comic like that. That's telling you part of that story. Well, Craig put together a pretty darn good story on that card. I could just say, and uh, you know, and, and we had um, our artist uh, Jared actually did the, um, did the card art and it's, it's phenomenal. So when you guys see it, it's, it is absolutely phenomenal. It's, it's coming around really beautifully. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. It's amazing. And it has that vintage uh, early 80s toy aesthetic in color palette, which is awesome. But you're also right with Night of the Living Dead. Granted, you're not going to have these at a mom and pop drugstore in, you know, right. middle America where little Johnny's picking up a toy and he's like, who the hell is Ben? Right. I don't, exactly. I don't want this. And, you know, he's going to pick up a, a Pokemon. Um <clears throat> Like we but, have it where the characters are going to look like they're, you know, in an environment and, it, you know, obviously you have the farmhouse and stuff like that. But, you know, you, you want to feel like the, the characters <clears throat> when they're on your wall, they're in an environment 
So you're not just looking at your wall and you're like, oh, there's Ben. You're like, holy crap. Remember that scene where they're, they're doing this? And that's ultimately like you want to feel the fear of the ghouls uh, attacking. So, you know, it's it's that extra, you know, visual. I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And another thing, too, is like you said that uh, maybe not being in a mom and pop store. Well, just, you know, uh, never say never to Rocco Sofredi. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> got a few of you guys right there. Very awesome. You, you can buy these in Woolworths. If, if um, <laughs> right, if Kmart came a call on you guys, would be like, absolutely, we'll sell you end oh, caps. We're gonna absolutely break into every abandoned cow doors and just leave them on the floor. There was, uh, I'm a a territory sales manager for Verizon. So I'm often driving through like middle of nowhere to kind of get where I'm going. And for the longest time, there was an abandoned Keldor in the middle of nowhere that I drove past for years. Like it just an eyesore that they never touched. And they finally turned it into like a Native American smoke shop. Uh, but I was so depressed because I always wanted to just break in there to see if there was something hanging around still. But uh, sure. probably just meth heads. <laughs> so. If you guys haven't done the work like I had, and let me summarize, if you want to go all in and you want the farmhouse playset, which is an awesome vintage throwback cardboard environment for your heroes and your zombies to play in, you need to get the set from Zolo World. Correct. Correct. That's your incentive. At the autographs. Yeah, and that's your only chance to get the top secret. Wait until it comes out to find out what it is. Correct. Autograph. Um, and it's the best option. I don't know why you'd want to go like a third party and pay even more when you could get them direct from you guys right from the start. Um, and I hope, you know, I, I pray that people don't come onto it late like I did. I, I'm glad I found these before they went on sale because I'd have to go to the aftermarket and probably pay way more than I wanted to. Um, and you guys are keeping these affordable, too, which is awesome. Yeah. What's what's crazy is like, you know, back to a question that you actually asked before was when when is the the drop? We're looking right now at October 1st of next year to start doing the pre-orders, um, which is obviously the will be the date of the 56th anniversary of Night of the Living Dead. Um, so within that year, we don't want to do like, again, I'm not pointing fingers here. A lot of companies will actually take your money, hold it for seven, eight years. And then that angers customers and they're like, hey, you know, uh, or even like they'll do a Kickstarter and it's, which is cool. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But a lot of customers get antsy and look, I've, I've got antsy too. It's like, where's my stuff? You know, if, if there's one tiny hiccup, it sends this huge ripple effect. And then you don't trust that company anymore. Like there's no Kickstarter here. This is all direct, you know, um, and we uh, want customer to I mean, ultimately I, be the final product before pulling the trigger. Like we want a company like happy. premium DNA, maybe. Who would take your money and sit on it for three years before they oh, send God, any really. product? Um, yeah, we have all of you know we've all kickstarted stuff that we're still waiting for our product and yep. fucking thank you for having the product close to finished before you guys start taking the money. Oh, um, totally. That says a lot that you're not, you know, going on vacation, buying your groceries, paying your alimony. Everything else you could be doing with that pre-order money, like the product is in hand, it's ready to go. Here's my money. I'll see you in a few months at the most. Right, exactly. Um, which is great. 
and you know, like paint deco changes and uh, deco, uh, you know, articulation. If someone doesn't like it, we don't want to have them turn around and be like, oh, well, this changed. No, it's going to be it's going to be what you see. You're going to have a good time with it. I can't tell you how many times I've bought a toy, especially from a certain modern company. I won't drop names because I'm not looking to make any. <laughs> and like they'll totally just change the. They'll change the color of something. And I'm like, that's not like, you know, if, if someone's supposed to be blue and he, then he comes out orange, it's like, what the hell is this? Like, no. So, you know, we have a, a running love hate relationship with Hasbro. Okay. Uh, it kind of with what they do constantly with like, give us more, you're getting less. Really? And oh God, it's the worst. No. Uh, yeah, I was about to say that uh, our policy has never been to take pre-order money unless if uh, tools are done and we're in production. So I think I've covered everything. So in about a year, if everything works out the way it's supposed to and, you know, things don't happen overnight in China, which you said, Chinese New Year, China shuts down. Don't expect yeah. anything to happen. Getting things in and out of China, very difficult. If you guys need any kind of change, you don't like the color of paint, that they got a pattern wrong, anything. That's weeks and weeks of back and forth until you get things exactly the way you want it. And you guys, quality is number one, which is great because you want your customers to come in and stay. Sure. And keep coming back and keep buying everything else that you're putting out, which is going to lead to kind of my last question. Wish listing here without, in very broad strokes, uh, are things like the Night of Living Dead remake on your radar? Yes. Um, not, very, very much, yes. I'm not saying like, oh yeah, we're just going to go out and get this property. We know all the license holders for the merchandising. It's very easy. This is just wishless mentality. You're, you're still that 12-year-old kid, pen and paper. Yes, I'd, I'd love to do this. I, um, ideally, I mean, just for me, I, I can't talk for Mike on this. So I'm just going to say for me, if I, could, if I could just take a swing, right? I would do night, night. 90 dawn and day and i would i would just i would die happy with that i would just be like okay those are the four um and just be done like i would never need another horror figure so long as i live because that's like growing up as you know an 80s 90s kid that's what i wanted as a kid like that's the stuff i wanted on my shelf freddie and jason awesome like that's super cool like but everybody and their mother makes those. And they're yeah. incredible. I'd buy every one of them like a schmuck. But with that overdone surplus, yeah, you know, the, the four that I wanted as a kid, look, I'll, I'll toot their horn right now. Uh, Trick or Treat Studios, right? They're, they're doing Day of the Dead. Super cool. Okay, we could have done Day of the Dead. Um, they're doing it, I, I believe, like the old Kenner style. Super yeah, the, cool. The 5.5 scale. I don't know what they call it. Yeah. Um, the only thing I that's come out are, are the, the House of a Thousand Corpses figures, and I picked up Captain Spaulding. Yeah. But I didn't open them, but I, I appreciate it because I'm a huge collector of the Kenner aliens. Yeah. And it, that's, the, that's I, you know, you, you associate a figure line with the scale. Correct. So when you when I see, like, the, the Zoloverse stuff, I think of He-Man. When I see, mm -hmm. like, the reaction three and three-quarter, I think Star Wars. When I, when I see the five-inch stuff, I immediately think aliens. Um, you know, and like I said, Trick or Treat Studios, the Day of the Dead figures, super cool. Will I buy them? Absolutely. They're, they're, those are those are, look great, but 
personally down the road when they have their time with that will we visit day of the dead if we can sure like i want ultimately i think my i I can't again i'm anyone that's listening I'm, i'm not talking on behalf of zola world i'm talking on my personal i would love to have the four movies in one style on my shelf and why why is barbara not fighting bub that would be super cool like what the hell um just go crazy with it i mean that's that's kind of what george romero was all about just having a good time with these movies and going balls to the wall and and not taking shit from you know hollywood and just making this great everlasting artwork we could do the same thing i have a couple random thoughts when i think of night of living dead as action figures i can't picture it in that late 80s early 90s kenner aesthetic no doesn't seem like something that would exist early 80s Kenner three and three quarter aesthetic or i feel like mego would be the company that would have gotten it could you imagine like karen cooper from trend masters with like a a a bazooka that fires trowels or some shit no yeah i can't picture her playing with rambo (laughs) or like karate kid figures it doesn't fucking work unless there was a cartoon tie-in no which, of course, then I would be all over it, like Toxic Crusaders and Take Your Pick. We always joke that how cool it would have been if Return of the Living Dead got the Toxic Crusaders treatment. Oh, uh, well, they, well, Trick or Treat Studios is doing a, a return figure. Um, but well, again, yeah, but like just picture that in the 90s where they're like, kids love it. And they went like the RoboCop. Oh, my God. But you know funny, nobody's doing the, the, the humans. And this is kind of where, like, you know, the Zola world uh is getting all the eyes on it. Uh, we're not just doing one character or two characters and calling it a day. Like we're doing the humans. Like I can picture, like, oh, cool, I can picture you guys. For example, like I, you know, trick or treat studios, they're going to do their day of the dead stuff, but how sure. deep are they going to go before they walk away? I could picture you guys doing a retro reverse Miguel with oh a God. chopped off arm feature. Yes. You know, and then it's like, fuck, now I got to buy like four Miguel's. Right. So I could have regular Miguel. <laughs> Miguel with his arm cut off with his uh his rosary in his mouth. Oh my god, you know, perfect. Um just a little peek behind the curtain. So Josh does a lot of like indie horror small run stuff with his figures. Uh small to the point where it's like he's not gonna raise any alarms. Nobody's gonna sue him because he like made a critter. Right. Because you know, he, he sold so few, they're not gonna get anything back from Josh. Uh, if they went after Josh, that money's gone. Oh, my God. Um, but jo- <laughs> Josh makes his own three and three quarter figures, okay. like homebrews them, and he did a Rhodes where he could rip the stomach out and pull out rubber intestines. That's so cool. But it's like we were looking at that Rhodes figure, and we saw that there was waist articulation. And immediately that's when we thought there's some sort of play feature where you could rip it in half. That would be so great. But if they don't do that, that's something that I could picture you guys being like, no, you have to do that. Well, the, the the buck ultimately doesn't stop with Night of the Living Dead just with three and three quarter. I mean, the, the Image Ten has been such amazing partners uh, through this whole process. Where, you know, we we've been talking about other things, uh, whether it be you know Bendy's or Plush or whatever have you not. I mean, that they've really kind of been like, show us what you can do, and let's 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 fucking go. Now, do you guys have access to the whole catalog? So, like, if I wanted, there's always vanilla action figures. 
Dude, I just made that joke to Judith the other, like last week, literally. <laughs> I was, I was three people in the world that would really want that. You know, I was sitting with her and I was like, what, what did you wear in that movie? She's like, oh, you never saw it? I was like, no, sorry. Like, I mean, like, look, I love George. Like, George is my hero, my all time hero. Um, but I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to watch that. Like, you know, I'm just not. Watch, um, it. watch it once to say you watched it. Like, the yeah. Park on Shutter. Watch it once. You realize why he didn't want it to come out. And you can say you watched it. Real, all right. And you've right. seen his film catalog. I'm not saying that you haven't seen it, but it's one of those things like you can watch his growth as a director. Watching the steps in his career. So you've got like his awesome guerrilla filmmaking with Night of Living Dead. Sure. Of like George Romero was always best with like limitations and he's on his feet. And he like, I love Bruiser. Bruiser was awesome. To me, Bruiser was like he peaked and then it's just everything after that. I can take, you know, I love Land. Um, Diary of the Dead. uh, See, I love Diary of the Dead. And Survival. Like, I can't picture merchandise. Survival's unbearable. Diary or Survival. Land of the Dead, yes, I I would buy more because I have the set of soda figures. Oh, Um, and then you get Savini in there, too. I mean. Yeah, you get Savini in a lot of places. Um, Yeah. Dressed in his Night Riders outfit. Oh, please make that. Please make Tom Savini with the motorcycle and his his greasy Tom Savini muscles. So we, there, there's so many things that like we're in talks about right now that like I would love to just like obviously I'm segueing for a reason here. There's so many things that are, right now we're talking about. I mean, with with the retro reverse stuff, like you know, I'm I'm not trying to drop like nuclear bombs here, but it's like there's so many things that we're kind of tiptoeing in this whole conversation. And I'm like, Oh God, can I say this? Can I not don't, say it? But there's a lot of things that we want to do and it's don't gonna, overdo it and don't overwhelm the listener with too much information. Right. They're going to have to tune back into episode 150, like breadcrumb this for whenever oh, yeah. you announce the next announcement. So they have like a little nugget of news every time. Exactly. Um, but there, there's a lot of things that, you know, we want to do and certain companies we're waiting to hear back from like uh no secret we had uh, we were down at uh, living good weekend and we had this amazing panel um down there and george romero's wife was there she was actually in the audience and we had a one of one um mike how big how big was the the two up was it eight inch um yeah I, I, well I, I think they're like uh maybe six and a half inches i think is what they were like yeah. about six because they're uh they're 20 20 percent up so yeah um yeah it's about six and a half inches yep christine romero or his new wife uh suzanne okay because she she's the head of the, the george romero foundation and um, she's out of canada right she is and okay. uh, yes the the george romero foundation is super cool where like you know they'll raise money restore george's films uh you know look to like help out other filmmakers and stuff like that and i mean on the board of directors you have like you have savini you have john carpenter you know so it's it's in pretty good hands um but what's super crazy is so like we gave her the one of one giant george romero and she came back to us to like talk about some ideas and stuff and and we it's no secret we we are in talks of doing something with um the george romero legacy of of george himself so 
you can use your imagination if you keep getting deeper and deeper into Night of the Living Dead. George Romero was a reporter. Yeah. Had a great cameo. Um, Certain characters have certain licenses where it's like, you know, like if you look at uh, Chili Billy Cardell, um, he's his own thing. George is his own thing um, because they're not necessarily characters. They're they're theoretically themselves. Um, and I, I know the George, the the George, we did the 68. Um, we had the, the one big one, which uh, Suzanne has. And then we had a one of one three and three quarter inch prototype. And it is based off of him in that infamous picture in the basement holding the, the paint bucket. And I think it's like Kyra, oh. Marilyn Eastman. Uh, Carl Hardman, they're all in that picture, Judith Ridley. So it, it is him from that, and the only three and three quarter inch one of that that exists actually now belongs to Rush Strider, Johnny, um, because that, that was something he actually, when I was, I was FaceTiming him one day, and he goes like, you know, he's like, this is so cool. Like he, he was so blown away by these, and that meant the world to me. I, I, like, I lit up like a Christmas tree, like, you know, to, to see one of your childhood icons enjoying the stuff you're making, that's there's nothing in the world cooler than than getting that that honor to make the first ever Johnny figure. But he said he's like, you know, why has no one ever made like George? And I was like, shit, why has no one ever made George? So one phone call to Mike and he's like, hell, yeah, let's do it. Let's see what we got. And and two minutes later, Mike's over there producing the, the, this godlike you know form of love little plastic george romero and you know it was it was incredible to, to to see their reactions to this so yeah we are talking to the george romero foundation about doing uh something even cooler now so if we can do it i think any fan of george romero um would actually kind of have to do a double take at the the route we're going with that if we I, do it I wait with bated breath for the George Romero Transformer. We are, that, yeah, that transforms into a, a 16 millimeter camera. He, um, he turns into the uh, the BP truck from Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> the Whirly Bird, maybe. Yeah. Oh, see, that would be cooler. It's a helicopter in every one. He loves his helicopters. See, why is no one making a Flyboy that turns into the helicopter? That'd be badass. Well, hey. all right, customizers, who's going to be the first? To, come on. I'm you guys are paint out right now. You're carving that space out for you. You guys are going to be the ones that are going to be synonymous with the zombie figures. Um, is the Italian space, if you can navigate who owns what, is that mm-hmm. something that you guys would look at? Mm-hmm. 100%. A um, lot of great, very famous, very popular Italian zombie movies. Um, 100%. Uh, there's, there's already been some talks. Um, the first one, I mean, right off the bat that I would love to do, which is, it's an Italian movie, but it's not necessarily a horror movie would be Lucio Fulci's conquest. Oh man. That would fit in the solo verse. So awesome. With, with the nunchucks. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, so, <laughs> oh, and, and it's funny because so many things are, are dependent on night of the living dead right now. Cause like Mike is the master. Yeah. Mike, I'm totally, you know blowing up your ego here i apologize but mike is the master of kind of like breaking the mold and doing what no one else is doing here and like with night of the living dead it's it's a movie tie-in that they've waited 55 years so a lot of companies uh, i'm sorry i apologize a lot of licenses right now that i've reached out to uh have have said like we would love to go with this the response with night has been phenomenal but we want to see how you guys pull this off so if night 
performs the way we think it's going to perform. There's like five or six other legendary movies. And I'm not, I mean, obviously there's some Romero in there and stuff like that, but there's some other companies that, I mean, one of my favorite movies ever, which I, it's an Italian. I can't say which one it is because the legal blah, blah, blah. It's an Italian movie. It's an Italian horror movie. They want to see how night performs. And if that's cool, let's rock and roll. Um, but ultimately it's, it's, it goes back to not wanting to just do one or two figures and call it a day. You, you, we want to get all the main characters because there's nothing that sucks more than an incomplete shelf. That's why all of our waves with night of the living dead are structured where it's like, yes, get your heavy hitters out first. Like, could you imagine getting like a wave of thundercats? Like you only get one wave and there's no lion. Oh, like, wow, that I, sucks. I could picture that now. That they'd hold off Lionel for three waves and they wouldn't <laughs> get to kid. it. <laughs> Copper yeah. Kid. What? Um. Yeah. And don't you know reverse mortgage your house fifteen times to sure land on something that's you know if for whatever reason something happens and Night of the Living Dead doesn't perform like we get another COVID, uh, God forbid. Oh my God. Then you're gonna be stuck holding that ball. And you get excited, you want to get out there and you want to change the world and you want to make every action figure you've always ever wanted to make. You know, you want to make a full line of video dead action figures. But it's you like, just said the magic words. You know, it's like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. Uh, Raiders of the Living Dead maybe isn't going to move as much product as you think. Well, you uh, just said video dead. That, that was, I tell you no lie, that was on my list. Yeah. You know, but it's like, I have to stop myself a lot of times because it's like, am I... Is everybody else a big of a fan of this obscure ass movie as I am? Like, sure. I can talk to you until I'm blue in the face about Flesh Eater. Of course. But nobody gives a shit about Flesh Eater. <laughs> no, know? no, it's no like, one's gonna buy that. But like, you know, even with Video Dead, we're making it for the the ten people that want it. Yeah. But those ten people will spend whatever, and that justifies the cause. Um, Wow, I, that, thank you for being the only other person who's ever brought up Video Dead. That is probably well, I, one of my favorite movies. I ever. thought the there's a really cool minifigure for Video Dead. Really? Out, um, of the poster of the zombie holding the VHS tape. Sure. Uh, I want to say it's Justin Ishmael. Look it up. He did like some I, had Rex stuff. Surprised. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those guys like he just got the mold at home. He made it himself. It's like right. VHS Dead. Um. And he just, you know, pumps them out. He sells them at, like, minifigure conventions and things like that. It's pretty cool. Um, so to wrap up, everybody, keep your eyes open. Trust me, as soon as I know when these are going up for sale, I will let our listening audience know. Um, if you don't buy them, I'm going to buy them. Because now I know there's a chase that's thrown in there. And because I'm a crazy person, I would want a regular set and a chase set. So I couldn't get just one set i'd have to get two because it would make me crazy if i had an autograph set but it would be exactly the same as the regular set so i'd have to go back and get it again um fuck that makes me crazy um it's gonna make it the the other thing is a a lot of people are gonna want to trade figures because it's like we haven't structured it yet where you know do do you put certain names on certain characters where you know it's just we we don't want to drive people over crazy because people will be trading with each other for sure like if you have two signed johnnies and one guy has like a signed barbara or whatever it's just like okay well i'll swap you this for that because we we we, look i'm i'm the lunatic that would probably even though i I work on the line i'll probably buy like five or six sets myself you know i'm not even kidding like i want to 
you have the you get the test shots, you get the two ups, you get everything, <laughs> and that's the benefit of putting your time and energy into that. A lot of um, going to go to probably like you know, um, like we had a few protos, and and those are right now uh, with the, the Living Dead Museum. Um, we like the I think the uh, Rush Striner who plays Johnny, he has a um, a two up version of his head which is hilarious because he was taking pictures with that at the convention. And there's nothing cooler than seeing him like, you know, holding a giant 55 year old version of himself in it's, it's hysteric. He's such a good guy. He's so much fun to be around. Um, the Bill Heinzman had the two up that's over at the living dead museum. And I think, uh, Paula Richards who plays, um, the hospital gown ghoul. Um, she's a good friend and I'm probably going to get her, um, something for uh because like i said like we're holding obviously the production stuff here until you know the factory matches everything but like you know her grandkids were like going crazy over the figure so you know they're gonna obviously get something because and you know and a lot of these guys love they have charities you know and they're always brings off stuff like that which actually i'm glad you segued into that we're actually going to be doing an exclusive figure this is already cleared through image 10 and kyra is leading the charge here so this is you know obviously it has to go through us but um she's leading the charge like where the money goes we're going to be doing a cat rescue exclusive with her um it's not so cool (laughs) fully designed it's going to be so badass like so it's going to be obviously a little karen figure and she's going to come with a little cat and you know we're going to toy around with different decos and stuff like that and uh you know she's really kind of like leading the charge with this one and cause she's, she's huge into cat rescue and you know, I've rescued cats and it becomes uh, a problem seeing how, how the, these little guys need so much, you know, it breaks your heart. So she's totally leading the charge with uh, an animal rescue and all the proceeds will obviously go to help support, you know, little cats. Uh, yeah. Baby kitties. Exactly. Um, so we're all fans of cats. We, we, we don't have the numbers on that yet. Um, it's kind of whatever, you know, the charity is thinking. So that's going to be super rare. Um, is this going to be, it's Kyra Scone related, not Night of Living Dead related? It, it's going to be actually under the Night of Living Dead banner. So it will actually count as, um, it, it's oh. like one of those figures where if oh. you're collecting all of them. You'd have to get it. You need it. You have the complete collection. But Got if it. you're just like, I just want what's in the movie. You don't need it, but then you're a piece of shit for not giving money to a little cat. So, right. <laughs> you know, so this could be like Kara offset playing with cats and photos in the background. You, you know, if you could use your imagination keep, that way, we want to definitely keep her as a zombie, and like the cat may or may not be a zombie. Um, you know, we want to have because you, you never see her get killed at the end of the movie. So maybe Karen was just like, you know what. I'm really not that hungry. I ate my dad's arm. I'm going to go play with a zombie you know, cat. Maybe instead of a trowel, she has a kitty litter scoop. That was actually the same thing she just said to me. I I, yeah. I, I kid you not. She's like, I get a, kid, a pooper scooper. I'm like, there you go. We'll, we'll that's, see. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Cool. Guys, thank you uh, for coming on. And opening up your crazy brains and just letting us know the ins and the outs without giving away too much of oh, you know totally. what it's what it's like at Zola World. 
it's 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 a wild ride and i'm very fortunate that uh mike took me on this this crazy ride with him i met mike what like 15 years ago whatever and and uh, we became instant friends actually over his cases because i was bugging him if he had any thundercats cases and he was just like all right let's we're, we're friends now and uh, i've been on this crazy ride with him and uh, i i've never seen anybody kind of just throw 110 percent every single day to make something cool but and mike you've got a brick and mortar store right I have a uh, a storefront, but it's not open to the public. Not not at the moment. So you have like a toy speakeasy. Pretty right. much. I, yeah. yeah. People people travel from all over the US. They usually contact me and they'll say, Hey, you know, I'm interested in something or other and depending on uh who it is, <laughs> we you know, go from there. But yeah, I um we have a warehouse here in Pennsylvania that we do uh, a lot of the stuff with. So um, you know, I'm obviously a lifelong collector. I've been collecting since I was six years old. So when you mention knockoffs, it's it's really funny. Uh, I've um, I think I have them all. <laughs> I, I believe I have them all. Um, but then when you say that, you know, it's it's very hard to to you know realize. You know, you probably I, I probably don't. Like I said, but uh, I've have I have a lot of. Them. I think you do. <laughs> do you have a favorite? Do I have a favorite? Mm. Oh, good question. I, you know, one of my, one of my, well, I got a few favorites actually, Ooh, but I'll say like, I would say like, uh, you know, one of the, the bigger collections, obviously that I love is Remco. It's one of my favorite action figure lines growing up and is funny enough. It's warrior beasts. And it's crazy to know that we actually own the warrior beast today, the brand, the license, the, all of it. And I'm actually writing a book. And it's one of the things I didn't even talk about here is if you're a Remco Warrior Beast collector, um, I actually uh, I'm writing a book on all the variations, all the information uh, about each one of the figures, the the way they pull apart. And well, it's kind of like a, uh, it'll be like the Remco stuff that evolves into the Zola World stuff. And um, when um, uh, I'm just trying to think here. Yeah, so like a lot of the, uh, I guess what I'm trying to articulate, <laughs> uh, yeah, so you'll see like uh, the, the the different weapons, the different card styles, the years that these things came out, like all that stuff is going to be like into this this book. But uh, yeah, so anyway, I I, I love the uh, the Warrior Beast. They you know one of my favorite lines that I that I uh, grew up with. But if I had to say other ones, uh, you know, you mentioned one of them, which is uh, Galaxy Warriors, which is based directly rips off of Frazetta. Uh, they were Frazetta rips. Galaxy Fighters, uh, Galaxy Heroes, Muscle Warriors, <laughs> Captain Action, or Action Captain, sorry. Uh, you know, you know, another really cool line, I don't know if you've ever seen them, is uh, Ghost Warriors. Oh, yeah. Like, you talked about Nightmare Warriors, but Ghost Warriors are pretty wild because there was one figure to the line that was actually a Bendy, and it was the coolest figure to the whole line. It's a it's a skeleton Bendy with these like eyes that pop out of its head that looks like jewels. It's like the weirdest kind of knockoff toy you would see. But I, I love you know that type of stuff. Just I go crazy over the when you were mentioning the wrestler Remco wrestlers. I mean I love the wrestlers of the world. Uh, they were ridiculous, but. They were awesome. They had a Danny Trejo figure in that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you guys have Spucklatron, right? Yes. Uh huh. That was another one that was like, didn't know what it was. 
And then it's like I had to go down memory lane to find out. And then I was like, oh, man, holy crap. Speclatron. It just kind of got lost in the pile of like, you like He-Man when you're a kid. (laughs) I I got you glitter glitter tits. Here you go. Happy birthday. (laughs) um, We're going to be making uh, those those exact figures, but not the exact um, characters. But we'll be having that body style here very shortly as well. The. uh, the spec body style with the uh, the squeezing waist with the uh, snow globe type water thing that comes out of there and is that yeah, harder to manufacture? Um, no, I I think the the issue is going to be is to getting the parts down correctly. But no, I, I when you have uh my guys are really good. Like all I have to do is ask them like what I need. And and basically what design wise this thing is supposed to look like and they'll they'll go from there. Uh with with the retro reverse figures, just in particular, uh, we're dealing with possibly three different styles of plastic that's gonna be used to make these guys. So you'll have like the PVC arms, you know, the bendy, you know, uh uh bendable durometer arms, and then you have the ABS plastic bodies that'll, you know, the, the pieces will interchange to, and we're gonna try to do like a um a, a POM interchange to them. So you don't snap the joints, you know, like where there was a lot of times where you have an interchangeable toy and just, it's just recently, as a matter of fact, um, there was a company that came out and did that. And right out of the packages, they were breaking into packages because they didn't get the inner, you know, like the, the parts correct for the interchangeable bit. Uh, they wanted it, but you know, when you're dealing with some factories, they don't really care over there. They're just going to go yeah. ahead and make, they're going to make, and, you got your money. Best of luck. Yeah, I mean, like the 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 beauty that I have for my guy is that uh, we're we're really tight, we're really good. Um, been through a lot together, actually. Funny enough. Uh, but uh, yeah, there there's there's he understands that world of you know what this is, and that's the first thing is like there's if you're going to a factory, uh, the first thing that they you know they'll do is say, oh, we had a Disney license, we have this, we have that, but not really understanding what you're doing. And I think that the, uh, you know, all the way down to the, um, you know, the, what the figure and how the figure performs. Like you'll have companies that you know you're like, look, I need this to feel like this. So you're sending a Remco over there. And saying, here, I need this to feel like this. I want this to be, uh, you know, you put this on the shelf. I want it to aesthetically, you know, you, you you can see both of these aesthetically and know that on a shelf, you can't tell them apart. Right. You know, like, you and and that that's what we wanted. You're putting one in your, you know, and Remco's obviously were made in multiple factories. So you had like the, the, uh, the vinyl soft bodies where you can actually squeeze the torso and that body will squeeze. And of course they had the ABS bodies, which, you know, are like, like. Zola world bodies where you can't like squeeze them. Yeah. So th- that's kind of the, the, uh, uh, the thing that we always, the hurdle that you're always going over is when you mentioned it before about quality is like, you're trying to hit that right on the nose. You want to get that, that look down. You want to get that feel down first. And I, and then afterwards the smell, I mean, like you're using vinyl. So that vinyl has to work, you know, or son that. of a bitch. Hold on. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Oh. Yeah, the vinyl, the the plastic. Get like all. That. Mm-hmm. Uh did you get Death Dealer by chance? For Zeta? Uh no. Well, that... let me huff this let me huff this bubble. Oh, that's nice. 
Frazetta Death Dealer has to be the absolute best figure that we have ever put out. Like I will tell you right now, uh, as far as it hits every single nod for an action figure of that time. Like if you were in the eighties and you were to see this figure, it would have been like, Whoa, this is like, if you saw that sitting on a shelf, it would feel like a 1980s action figure on the shelf. Oh, um, I would buy that immediately as a kid. That's like, you don't even, uh, a faceless knight with a giant ax. Yes. But you don't even think about it. It's more convincing your mother that it's not Satan. So you can buy it, take it home, you know? He's it, it, it's an amazing, amazing figure. But like like I said, with anything, I mean, it's not all me. Uh, I have great people on my team that, that makes this possible. I mean, Craig, Night of the Living Dead would never have been possible if Craig didn't uh, uh, contact me and say, hey, man, you know, like, and, you know, he's, he's my best friend. What can I say? You know, I can't say no. Hey. <laughs> so, so you have and, uh, yeah, that end of it, too. Image 10 yeah, being wow. super cool. And they're and they're also really really yeah. awesome, awesome to work with. Really amazing people. But uh, you know, the sky's the limit. I mean, like we 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 have a lot of things in the works. There's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of things that we're working on and playing with. And um, you know, you, like I said, the the three and three quarter world is it, there's so many things. The five point five stuff. I mean, we're <clears throat> we're working on several things right now. That's like the next stuff to come out. Um, along with you know the private hand figure, but we're uh, you know. Realm of the Underworld, uh, Wave 5. We're going to tease a couple of characters for that. And then we have Legends of Darkness Wave 2, Pirates of the Galaxies Wave 2, our Horse and Rider sets that we're working on. Realm of the Underworld, Horse and Riders. Uh, there's a lot of oh, Warrior Beasts also. Next Warrior Beasts are coming out. It's mind-blowing. Like I need a, a whole case of Valium designing, redesigning Monster Man. That's going to be fun. Monster Mike. Man's another one. Monster Man is not going to be uh, just the Zola World um, ABS bodies. These are going to be like vinyl, like the originals that you would That's, see back. Then. Uh, fucking awesome. And you it's going to be actually way beyond the original six characters. Like, I mean, if you want monsters, we're going to fucking give you monsters. Like, um, let me wrap this up. Sure. A little quick here with. Two random thoughts for you guys. One, I know you said you're against Kickstarters, but if you ever did play sets, uh, you know, maybe brought back a play set that Monster Mountain, I think it's called, with the hand. Already uh, doing it. Already doing it. Thank you. I know what you're talking about. It's already already in the works. You're talking Take about... Money. Uh, uh, you're talking about um, the um, Monster Castle. I can send you a picture of it right now. I know, the yeah. Monster Castle is cheap as hell. That thing is a piece of shit. We're actually doing something that um, is going to be a little bit cooler than that. Of a fan, you know, as a fan of like 80s toys, the play sets are something that's always just missing. Mm-hmm. Or they, they cut corners, they don't do it right, whatever. Um, yeah, I can go to Target and buy the new Snake Mountain, but it's not the same. So um, thank you. That's awesome. And I'll wish list one item. Do it. In, in the Zoloverse world, which I'm sure you probably get it a lot, but in Faceables. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need the gimmick, but I fucking love those toys as a kid. They look uh, great. And immediately, cool. I always like pick their faces off. I couldn't help myself. Um, but yeah, they're fun. <laughs> no I remember, one's ever made retro faces for them. That sucks. I remember going to the toy store with my mom, and her telling me like, "That's a balloon. You're gonna rip it apart." And I was like, "No, <laughs> no, I won't." And then like 
10 minutes after opening it up, I wanted to just see what was underneath. Sure. And I could not help myself every single time. And I went through like a dozen of them of just it's like, how, how long could I go before I gave them bone faces? <laughs> so that was your toy that you absolutely wrecked as a kid? Oh, God, no, I, everything. Uh, probably oh. G.I. Joe was the worst because I had to make zombies. Uh, that's one of the first things when one of our first episodes, we were just, uh, you know, looking back of, you know, we'd have like the core figures or like beat up G.I. Joe's with their thumbs or their dicks broke off. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that happened, it's like zombie time. Um, yeah. And we all we all went to like very dangerous lengths to make our zombies like I was really big on playing with fire. And then like mangling the plastic with a piece of metal, like a paperclip. Um, Mike Alvarez on the show, he uh, got his dad's Dremel out. Uh, Josh was throwing things in the microwave, you know, because you you needed zombies before they made Toxo Zombie. I'm going to actually throw a question at you guys now before you, because I know you got to like literally wrap up. But I I, I actually have a question for you guys. Of all the toys uh, when you guys were little, what was the one toy that you had that broke all the time that your parent or whoever would have to always replace for you? Rancor. Rancor? Okay. I kept feeding him shit, and you had to rip his arm off to get (laughs) everything out of his stomach. Uh, They wouldn't buy it. It would be, I'd find it at garage sales and constantly regate it. Yeah, I was just saying, my my parents weren't very big on replacing toys. They were like, oh, you broke it, (laughs) you know. Um, But I would get a lot of broken G.I. Joes from garage sales and use parts to fix broken G.I. Joes. So, you know, it wasn't wasn't quite perfect, but uh, they would let me buy bags of of old G.I. Joes and core figures at garage sales, even if they were broken, because they knew I would use the parts. Uh, Job of the Hut. We went through, oh. uh, although they didn't necessarily replace it, we just re- returned him and got a new one because we'd open it up, like go to move the, uh, I believe it was the left arm, and it snapped off. Returned it, got a new one, moved the left arm, it snapped off. Returned it, got a new one, moved the left arm, it snapped off, and we glued it back on. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. A- and Mike, yours? Oh, I, I, for me, I was saying the the GI Joe thing. Like no one would. Uh, oh, uh, other oh, Mike. Other oh, Mike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one, one I, of forty mics. I yep. was always force feeding Rancor monster stuff, and then I couldn't live with myself that like Obi Wan Kenobi or a stormtrooper was living in his stomach. Oh. So then I would break his arm off to get that shake the guys out of his his hollow chest cavity. Um, but then I could never figure out how to reattach the arm other than glue. But it made me crazy that he couldn't move his arm. Um. Uh, so, yeah, we just go to garage sales and like every time we'd see him, I'd buy another one and I would yeah. I couldn't contain myself. And it's like, oh, there goes a Smurf, whatever <laughs> I could fit inside his gullet. The one for me always as a kid that like I, I couldn't keep it for more than like what, two, three days at best without it just exploding was uh, Fright Features Egon, that stupid tie of his, but always just. Snap. Oh, yeah. God, I didn't even think about all the Ghostbusters Fright Features. That thing was a piece of shit. I don't go oh, fuck. Who is um? Yeah, God, Egon. Who had the eyes that popped out? Uh, Bankman. Bankman, yeah. Yeah, I plucked out Bankman's eyes. <laughs> oh God. Just, just because. Like I get them poke out just enough where I could get a hold of them, and then I'd wiggle until the eyes would come out. I had problems. Anyway. <laughs> all about being an 80s kid yeah and the infaceables i was always taking their faces off or the boglins would fall apart uh all my muscle guys like my original muscle guys i was always cutting them up 
uh, LGN wrestlers would get beat to shit, but then like, that's kind of par for the course. I think like everyone's animal would always eat the LJN wrestlers. There was like a thing with animals. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dogs oh yeah. Would definitely chew the hell out of them. King Kong Bundy was like the world's first Kong. Um, Manglords. Cool. Manglords were uh, were were mine. I, I would. Uh, oh. oh I actually ended up getting a Manglord that I was uh, actually like happy with, and it was going back together just absolutely perfect. Mint. Like you put it back, and it just was perfect. Yeah. Amazing. We had. It, so, they did exactly what the company said it would. <laughs> we did um, when the show, like on our show, our regular show proper, we always have uh, running gags. Where, like Warner Herzog comes on, or Kermit the Frog, and one of our first joke character was was Mangler the Merciless, uh, where I just ran my voice through a processor and pretended to be Mangler, the world's most disappointing toy, and it was just <laughs> his head. That's all that was left because I had Mangler Mountain as a kid which i always thought was like a great playset, but yeah you rip apart mangler the merciless the first time and then you're shit out of luck um which oh, is yeah, always something that like pop and swap feature makes sense now um but i'm just kind of waiting for a company to want to reapproach that you know um mangler's god the dinosaurs just what a waste great concept but like i was too little to realize that there's no way it could possibly work um, I could see it now in like Silly Putty or something, uh, some sort of uh, you oh, know that make, would your be own, fun. make your own mold kind of figure that the kids have now with like slime or a compound. But I can't picture anybody being excited about seeing something called Mangalores like you would right. in the '80s. It's like it's a barbarian. You rip his arms off. Give me it right now. It's it doesn't have that. It it have to have like a unboxing gimmick and um yeah I'm rambling. Uh, guys, thanks for coming on. You're always welcome. If you Thank ever you have any, anything Thank to plug, yeah. Uh, if you want to just come on and talk shop, we normally just we do a show and tell segment. Like I got these action figures this week. Uh, I go over the news. Uh, lots of jokes, lots of shenanigans. I always have a fake sponsor every week because we don't, you know, we're rinky-dink podcasts. So we don't have real sponsors. You know, so I have somebody come on and sell something like Ghosts in a Jar um you know a vagina exorcist take your pick we just make something up every week for oh, we we did that too. yeah you have to yeah because uh you know like tops isn't going to come on and say hey why don't you promote garbage fell kids you guys are great no it's never going to happen um we were I'd be lucky by trinidad like the yeah. actual country like sponsored us so it was like all right sure yeah <laughs> i joke that we were like zanzibar's number one podcast three years <laughs> in a row you know because nobody's gonna fact check that <laughs> but um and then we end with uh, a hall of fame segment where we throw it up on facebook we do a poll where we just pick a horror toy or horror adjacent and let the fans pick who should go in the imaginary hall of fame and that's something we do every episode so that's uh, this week the split belly tauntaun one if anybody's listening and they're curious he beat out pizza face and jesus christ one other one I'm too lazy to look it up, but that's the kind of stuff that we do. You know, our, our first winner was the cabbage patch doll that ate your hair. Um, yeah, it's that kind of kid. We were going to do a movie. Uh, we, we, we actually have like a thing with that. I had like, five, I have five of those here. We're going to do something, Craig. We're still doing it. <laughs> you could do like a charity challenge where people put their hair in its mouth for money. No, we actually want to do like a whole movie with it. Yeah. 
it was it was like really cool i had, I had like um, a few of the lines already for even just a, a teaser trailer would have been incredible like people would go oh my god but then of course it'd be it, someone else would do it they'd look at it and go oh this is a great concept and you'd have someone like eli roth or something fucking make it and then because it's eli roth you can't say anything you know right. yeah, and when, you, when you when you see him you can't even push him in front of like someone you know what i mean i'm like, still convinced eli roth stole my idea because i did a, a a public access movie called thanksgiving in 2000 that's absolutely where he saw it so you know <laughs> eli roth was sitting there he's like you know what i'm gonna make the same thing in 23 years and no one's gonna know i mean he remade what cannibal holocaust so it was like all right he's a very patient person yeah yes. that eli roth never has an, an original idea in his head right mike <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, by Roth. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for coming on, guys. Really. Thanks for having it. us. This was fun. Yeah. Um, Thank you. You guys. You fit in perfectly. You. We're all on the same wavelength. It's great. We're really excited about the product. Um, thank you again for the awesome Zola World figure, which I'll be playing with all night. Um. And, you know, I'll be talking them up and looking forward to the next drops. So that's super cool. And uh, I personally will be kind of stalking Kyra Scone, waiting for her to announce her charity figure because I have to have a complete set now. Absolutely. So, yes. yeah, so that was a great, fun episode. Thank you so much for having us on here. Really appreciate Thank that. Thanks for coming on. If you guys are ever bored on a Monday night, give me a call. That's every Monday. Uh, chances <laughs> are we're on talking about something. Uh, if you guys hadn't come on, we had a lengthy discussion about the Ninja Turtles Masters of the Universe crossover figures uh, planned. We're kind of half excited. Yeah. Uh, same. So uh, we would be talking a lot about that and kind of like where we want that to go aesthetically. And guys, <laughs> thanks for coming on. Thank you for having us. This was thanks awesome. for sharing your fandom and your gripes. We've, oh, we've oh, all been there. Uh, we're, we're, we'll get we're just getting started next time we'll we'll have a plethora of convention stories and, and other things yes yeah well you guys can come back we can have funny john russo stories or you know Absolutely. funny convention stories or we, everybody's got tom savini stories or whatever lloyd kaufman take your pick um i will share your socials on our socials i will share the episode when it drops with you guys yeah all of it and uh share, be sure to share our myspace uh tinder grinder all that good stuff yep you got it your myspace account's still there yeah you're a active. friendster you know <laughs> msn messenger yep your aol instant messenger let everybody talk to you guys uh yes. thanks for coming on if thanks for having you guys us. check out zoloworld.com thank you so much all of their stuff look for them on facebook Look for them on the official Night of the Living Dead Facebook page. If you want lots of awesome pictures of the Night of the Living Dead action figures, all the Image 10 people are still very active. So you guys can kind of follow along in the process, and it is super cool. So thanks for coming on, guys. Uh, I have a feeling we'll be back sooner than later, and uh, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you.
CountCreepy.com on the World Wide Web. Must I say it again? Did you not listen? CountCreepy. C-O-U-N-T-K-R-E-E-P-Y. Ah.